This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job, first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. With your host, John Rush. All right, we are back. Hour three. It is time, as always, on Mondays for our Monday Mortgage Minute, brought to you by Affordable Interest Mortgage. Kurt Rogers joining us now. Kurt, welcome. How are you? I'm fine, John. How are you? I'm good. I kind of teased this earlier. How are large financial companies changing their stance on the housing market? Well, you know, you've watched this negative media come out for sure. Well, one of the bigger ones, Goldman Sachs, just came out today and had projected that the rate was, or the value of homes was down 6.0 to 10%. And now the revamping that they're saying, actually, home values are going to continue to rise, maybe not at the 10% before, but at 25 to 4% mm. for 2023. You know, that, and, and really quick, Kurt, as you know, that's pretty big news because when you've got all these naysayers running around basically saying yeah. the market's going to crash, don't invest in real estate, don't buy real estate, if you're renting, keep doing it, blah, 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 blah. And then you've got these guys coming out and saying, wait a minute, time out. Yeah, we're kind of revising things because we really don't see that happening. In fact, it's the opposite of what all these naysayers are saying. That's pretty big, Kurt. It is quite big, and I think what they've done is they've kind of looked at what's going on with inflation, and we've talked about it on the show before, how as as the year goes on, because the Feds use inflation from the last year to tell us what it is now. Well, inflation started going down um, in December. It was only 3%. So when you figure the average, we're going to start to see inflation go down even more, and as we do, rates will go down, which is going to keep the demand on homes. We still don't have a 45-day supply of homes for the market. I was going to say, Kurt, really what happened was they called you and I. We had a conference call the other day, and they finally listened to what we've been saying for quite some time. Yeah, maybe, right, John? <laughs> if only, Kurt. If That's only. Good, I like that one. But you know, but to give you know, to give ourselves a little credit, you know, I, and and I think credits where credits do. You and I've been talking really this way, and and no offense, we we haven't really been off from the get go. You know, we've been talking on you know once a month on Thursdays for quite some time. We've been talking yep. on Mondays forever, and the reality, Kurt, is what we've really been talking about and quote unquote predicted was going to happen and has happened in the market. We really haven't been that far off at all. No, we have. You know, we've got a couple of years underneath our belt. We've kind of seen this, and we know what to look at. And those numbers that are coming are numbers that indicate that the rates are going to go down. And when they do, they're not going to go back to three, but they're going to get into the fives, which right. is going to make a whole much more attractive, raise the demand, and there's going to yeah. be more people all buying. And, and I could be wrong in this, Kurt, but I could see, depending upon credit, length of term, and you know what you're looking at, I could even see some high fours in the mortgage world, yep. to your point. And in most cases, it's going to be you know, it's going to be from high fours to mid fives, depending upon your credit and what you're looking at. Am I right? 
That is correct, and, and that's just going to keep home values up because it's going to keep the demand on it. We just don't have enough for as many people, yeah. to, and I'm talking Colorado, that, that want to live here. I agree. So, yeah, our demand's going to stay up. All right. What's well, uh, for those of you maybe that don't know, Kurt does an hour of Haystack Help Radio. Scott Watley, that's his program heard here on KLZ from noon to one every day. But Kurt takes over the Tuesday edition. What's on tomorrow's edition, Kurt? Tomorrow, I'm working with a. Co- I, yeah, I'm associated with this company. It's called the Kingdom Way, and what they do is they try to show you where you work, how you can be in sync with God at mm-hmm. your job. Nice, Kurt. Really appreciate you, man. You, you you do a lot for not only us, but the community at large. And you're a great guy, and I really appreciate all you do, sir. I mean that sincerely. Thank you very much, John. You, you bet. Care. Have a great night, Kurt. Really appreciate you. Great guy. Anything you need with the mortgage, folks, let me tell you, you're not going to find any more sincere in his world than him. I mean that with, with all due respect to even all the other brokers that are out there. Kurt's a good friend. I've known him now for years. He will take fabulous care. Call him, 720 895 Thinking rates are too high to buy a home? Wish they were in the threes or fours? Well, your wait is over. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. With a 3-2-1 buy-down, you can now purchase a home at 3.193% first year, 4.913% second, 5.913% the third, and the remaining years at 6.913% with an APR of 6.985%. If rates go down, refinance and save even more. On a $400,000 loan, your monthly payment would be over $748 a month less the first year, 511 the second, 262 the third, with a total savings of over $18,000. Before you buy, take AIM, 720-895-0500. Three-to-one buy-downs available up to 95% loan-to-value. If you're thinking about home ownership, now may be the best time to purchase. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Own your new home and save thousands in payments. That's 720-895-0500. 80% LTV. 30-year fixed, 6.985% APR, 740 FICO, primary home, rates as of 1116, NMLS 298191, and rates subject to change. All right, Solar Energy Partners, where Alan Davis can save you money or hopefully save you money when it comes to energy. The best way to do that, though, is have Alan out, get a free inspection done, analysis, I should say, and find out exactly what he can save and how that works out specifically for you. 303-378-7537. Every month is the same. You see the balance on your power bill and you feel months worth of compounding anxiety around your cash flow, inflation, and now another electricity rate increase. Alan Davis with Solar Energy Partners has a plan to save you money and proactively ease your anxieties in the future, too. The first part of his plan is to help you lower your power bill with solar energy by about 40% over the next 30 years, usually saving you more than $1,000 in the first year alone. By choosing to work with Alan, you're making an investment that saves you money and stress for years to come. The second part of his plan to save you money is to help you get away from the big power companies that keep increasing your rates. The third part is to eventually get you into a place where you pay nothing for your electricity usage. Call Alan Davis at Solar Energy Partners now to learn more about how he can save you money on your power bill. Set up a consolation appointment today, 303-378-7537, 303-378-7537, or visit klzradio.com sun. All right, Geno's Auto Service, folks, for anything you need for your vehicle, it's one-stop shopping at Geno's Auto Service. Just check them out, and they will take great care of you. Don't forget, Geno starts with a J, genosautoservice.com, 303-794-6700.
Take advantage of Gino's Alignment and Tire Rotation Special for $99.99. Snow has stayed on the ground thanks to cold temperatures, creating potholes and other driving hazards. We all know tires have a way of finding those holes, wreaking havoc on your car's suspension. Also know that an Alignment and Tire Rotation will help get even wear and longer life out of your tires. For over 40 years, Gino's Auto Service has been serving Littleton and customers along the front range. As members of Colorado Select Auto Care, we'll back up our work with Napa's nationwide peace of mind warranty. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. Don't forget to check out all Geno's Google reviews for a good snapshot of the business. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. We are AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Take advantage of Geno's $99.99 alignment and tire rotation special. Some restrictions apply. See Geno's for details. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. That's Genos with a J. It pays to shop for health insurance. Plans and prices change every year. Get the best plan at the best price for your health and financial needs. Call GIA Risk Management, your local enrollment center, today at 303-423-0162, extension 100. GIA Risk Management is certified by Connect for Health Colorado, Colorado's official health insurance marketplace. Make an appointment today by calling 303-423-0162, extension 100. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Appreciate y'all joining us. And if you're looking out the window to the west, you will notice that the sun, depending upon where you're at in the metro area here, at least down here in Aurora, uh, we can still see just the top of the sun going over the mountains, and it's almost 515. So we appreciate that very much. John Morawski joining us now. John, welcome. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm very good. I appreciate it very much. Thank you for joining us. Let's talk about black reparations. Okay. Where do you want to start, John? Where do I want to start? Well, um, let's start with the article I wrote so that you can, you know, we can use it as a jumping off okay. point. Let's do it. Um, yeah, this, the story that I wrote is that black reparations is, is used to be considered a completely, totally fringe idea. Barack Obama dismissed it as impractical. But now um, there are, um, you know, at least a dozen cities, um, yep. uh, scores of universities. A whole state, state of, of California. California yeah. Um, are pr- pr- pursuing policies. They, some of these policies will be adopted, but maybe not in the state, not, in the, not, in, not the versions that are being proposed now, but some versions of these policies will be adopted. And they largely, I think, will be, you know, so very aggressive affirmative action programs. Mm. And they may involve some cash payments or cash vouchers or tax breaks or things like that. So, but what I'm writing about is not only is it proliferating in the, in the United States, it's, uh, the, uh, there's a, a lot of global movements that are influenced by the moral logic and the arguments of the black reparations movement. And they are... And there's, uh, there's, so there's a lot of these other movements. They're global. They include gay reparations, climate reparations, colonial reparations, university reparations, and Roman Catholic reparations, uh, Roman Catholic Church reparations for officially sanctioning colonization, slavery, and genocide in the New World. And so these scholars and activists and legislators across the U.S. and Europe 
and these former colonies are drawing on the same logic and the language of the black reparations movement and to make that their claims and causes also deserve atonement, apologies, monuments, remembrance, and, and in many cases, compensation. I was going to say cash, too. Let's wrongs. not forget that part. They want cash. Right. So it's become a global movement, and it's, um, and it's you know, capturing the imaginations of, you know, supposedly right-thinking people everywhere. And so that's really what I'm writing about. So it's, it's, it's not just in the U.S., even though in the U.S. it's proliferating as well. So we look to the black reparations, the leading black reparations uh, movements in this country to get a sense of what it is that they're doing, because they serve as a kind of template mm-hmm. for other people who want to do reparations. I mean, so in a sense, black people, uh, or black activists, I should say, are very, very influential across the world. It's right. almost like, you know, you would say like like uh, black basketball players or black musicians. This is a sort of an aspect of black culture that is, that is really appealing to the imagination of, the, of much of the world. Where does this stop? And, and I agree with everything you've written, John, read your article. I mean, bottom line, though, a question I have is, if we don't stop this, where does it? Well, I mean, eventually things run their course and they, they exhaust themselves. But the, you know, the concern about reparations is that we, it never lets us move past history. So we are always morally changing our positions. We think of ourselves as morally improving and morally evolving. And so the past always looks primitive and barbaric. And so if every generation looks back to the past and prosecutes it um, and deserves uh, some kind of uh, either atonement or a monument or a chapter in a, in a textbook, then we sort of become trapped in a perpetual cycle of grievance and, um, and, and bitterment. And so it just seems like, you know, these arguments for reparations, it's not like there's nothing to these arguments. It's the claim is, is this really the right way to go and to then sort of prosecute your own country, prosecute your own civilization as a way of making amends. That's to some people, I assume to you, certainly to me, that seems like that is a, that is a, you know, a real tall order. And it's going to be hard for people to accept that to say that, you know, and then they're going to wonder, well, what's next? First, I, you know, I, I apologize and I grant this, and then you, there will be another claim, and then another generation will be making claims against us today. And then it just seems like, where, do, you know, where does it stop? And people want to know, like, what are the limits? Like, what am I signing up for when I start setting this precedent? Right. Or, you know, you can sort of think of, for example, like think of gay marriage. People might have agreed with gay marriage, but they didn't realize that signing up for gay marriage for some people, it's this implication that now you have to support Drag Queen Story Hour. That's right. not what they signed up right. for. Right. So it's this kind of yeah, it's this kind of thing. Like these movements tend to kind of snowball into more radical, more radical demands. And yes. So yes, you know, pe- people might say, okay, I'm willing to do affirmative action if it helps people get jobs and makes us a happier country. But then, but if if I sign up for affirmative action and it means then that I'm setting all sorts of precedents that I don't even understand. I just want to be really careful as to what it really means. I think that's the question I have. It's the same question you have is how far does it go and who's next? And where well, and, and the other thing, and I, maybe I'm wrong in saying this, but you know, we as a country did a lot of things to, quote, unquote, pay for the sins against the Native Americans. And by the way, I'm not saying that what we did was right. I'm also going to say that there was a lot of other factors involved with 
where we ended up with all of that in the first place. And a lot of a lot of folks forget that it was Great Britain that actually started that war between us and the in the uh, Native Americans back in the day. Which, for some odd reason, we've erased that portion of history, John. But I will tell you this, and I've known a lot of Native Americans myself. I've got good friends that are that will tell you that the quote unquote reparations and things that we have done to try to make things right with the Native Americans have done nothing but in most cases hurt them. That's another, yeah, that's, that's a, I'm glad you brought that up. One of the, um, one of the criticisms of reparations is that actually the United States has made reparations in the 1960s through anti-discrimination legislation, the Voting Rights Act, the 1968 Housing Rights Act, um, and so, and through affirmative action programs. And the resulting, the consequences have, have been, you know, not necessarily uniformly good for uh, black people. You know, one claim is that these policies really actually have done more bad, more harm than good. Mm -hmm. And so if we move forward with reparations, um, what are the unintended consequences? You know, it's just sort of sold as nothing but a a bill of particulars that's going to make everyone happy and bring everyone closure. Uh, But what if it just simply, you know, ratchets up the resentment and the anger and the mutual distrust? And... um, I'll give you another example. So, like, one of the goals, there isn't even a single set of goals. Like, each reparations movement has its own eligibility standard, and they have their own rules. So one of the goals of uh, William Barry, who is the Duke University economist, who's one of the leading reparations thinkers today, is to close the racial wealth gap. So his proposal is to pay $358,000 to each black person, and that will total the $14.7 trillion over 10 years, and it would close the racial wealth gap. Now, another leading voice of, uh, for reparations is Nicole Hannah-Jones of the New York Times. And I heard her do an interview where she was asked, well, what if, um, you know, black people get this money and it's like a lottery and they go out and spend it on Gucci and they spend it on vacations. And she, Nicole Hannah-Jones says black people can spend the money on whatever they want. No one restricts how white people can spend their money. And so black people can do whatever they want. If they want to buy Gucci, uh, you know, swag, that's what they'll do. That makes them happy. Well, that's, you know, that's a, that's, a, that's a very clever thing to say, and it's very provocative, and it's very in-your-face, but it doesn't achieve the goal of closing the wealth gap. Right. What it does is it simply just moves money around, taxpayer dollars around, and it makes Nicole Hannah-Jones say, nobody tells me what to do. And, you know, but it, it really doesn't address the underlying problem and then if it doesn't close the wealth gap, where, where are we going to be several years in the future? More than likely, the you know, $14.7 trillion is going to help you know, what is known as the talented tenth, like the African-American elites who are bankers, lawyers, and, and doctors, and professors, and economists, and accountants. And they would you know, invest that money and buy, a second, buy real estate. And so, but there's a lot of people who don't have financial literacy right. or who – you know, and, I, and, and by the way, John, and then I, I will go out and say this. I've said this for years. I will continue to say yeah. it. it's my problem with the whole equity conversation. First of all, yes, we are all equal and have equal representation under the law. But, John, no offense. You're not me. I'm not you. We are not equal. You have a completely different brain and probably much, much higher IQ than I have. We are not one and the same. And what we accomplish in life will be two different things. And by the way, that's OK. Yeah, so equity raises all sorts of issues. You know, equity is getting equal uh, representational proportional group results. But I can tell you that you're never going to have any kind of representation in the electricians' union by the Amish. Right. Right? That's right. Cultural issue issue there. You're not likely to have a lot of black hockey players 
Um, and, you know, there are just certain, there's more to it. You know, there's, there's, there are differences in outcomes that aren't strictly attributable to white supremacy, right. white privilege, systemic racism, intersectionality, and all those buzzwords. And so the equity movement demands these equal equal proportional well, outcomes. And if I'm not groups. mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, John, but that's really where a lot of this reparation talk comes from, is they want, quote-unquote, everything to be equal, equal income, equal, equal outcome, as far as all of that is concerned as well. The bottom line is they want everything equal. Bottom line is that is unattainable. Yeah, in fact, what you'll notice is a lot of the um, – the sort of racial reckoning that a nation is going through seems to be very much focused on jobs like um, how, black, how many, what's the percentage of black kids getting into medical school? How many black people are in upper management and corporations? How many, uh, how are blacks represented in Hollywood and the entertainment uh, industry? How are black people represented in publishing, novels, literature, scholarship? And so what we're really debating is whether Nicole Hannah-Jones gets tenure so that she can teach Afro-pessimism and Afrocentrism to undergraduates. But that isn't really related to 99% of the population. A lot of this racial reckoning really seems to be involved, you know, the top 2% bickering with the other top 2% Mm -hmm. over scarce resources, you know, who gets the last slice of the pie. And that's, that's a discussion people ought to be having, but it's not a, that's a discussion that really is a class, upper class dispute among really kind of elites and aristocrats uh, not really a, a, but it's being you know sort of sold as a dispute over widespread social justice. So yes, it's there's when you start looking at it more closely, it's very, very complicated. When I was talking to William Darity, he was very generous. He gave me more than an hour of his time, and as we asked him questions, I said, you know, this is economics. You're presenting something as an economic, a case, a question of economics numbers and data but the more i look at it the more it looks like literary criticism it's very interpretive there's a lot of interpretation a lot of judgment and a lot of subjectivity involved and he didn't disagree so Hmm. that's we have many different yeah things up in the air we don't know which one is right Mm -hmm. we just know that a lot of people are clamoring for versions that seem and, and claiming for and against versions that are based there's a lot of emotional content here that's right that may end up Making things worse, even it may improve things to some degree. You know, it may be complex, but we, you know, that's what you know. Now that it's real, now that it's the real policies are coming down the pike, are in the pipeline, mm-hmm. especially in California, which yep. is a bellwether state, and sets sets the tone for everybody else. Um, people are going to be asking very hard questions about what exactly are we signing up for, and what are the implications yep. that haven't been discussed. Because in the past, this whole discussion about reparations until very recently was strictly theoretical for people who thought it would never happen. So it was like science fiction talking about going to the moon. And suddenly we're in the 1960s, and guess what? We're going to the moon. Yep. And we better know what we're doing. John Morawski again, and it's realclearinvestigations.com. You can find his article there. We'll post it to our website a little later tonight. Producer Ann Will. John, as always, I appreciate you joining us, sir. Thanks for having me on. You're very welcome, and we'll have you back again. We appreciate that. And great article, by the way. Brings up a lot of great points. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air is coming up next. And at Absolute, they will take care of whatever you've got going on, whether it be your furnace, whether it be your air conditioner, which I know you don't seem like you're going to be using, but believe you, believe you, believe me, I should say, it's going to be right around the corner. And then on top of that, of course, they can handle all of your electrical issues as well. 720-526-0231.
You just found out that you need to replace your furnace and you have no idea where that money is going to come from. Relax. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air has peace of mind financing with low monthly payments and interest as low as 0%. Financing is available no matter what kind of service you need and is available via your technician so you can get what you need done faster and easier than with any other company. The replacement you need can be affordable and stress-free for you and your family with a culture of service, excellence, and growth. Absolute is committed to your satisfaction. They ensure that with their Absolute guarantee. You deserve to be at ease. Ask about your financing options when scheduling any service with Absolute Electrical Heating and Air at 720-526-0231 or visit klzradio.com slash absolute today. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, folks, get a fresh look at your financial future. Have Al Smith do that. Even if you've got a great advisor, you know what? Having a second look or a second opinion never hurts. Call out today, 303-744-1128. You've spent your entire life working hard to provide for your family. Make sure your family will be provided for with appropriate life insurance and proper asset management through Golden Eagle Financial. Ensure that everything you've worked for doesn't end up being a crutch for your family. They should be well informed of what to do when you pass, so your lifelong hard work doesn't go to waste on expenses, bills, and funeral costs. When you plan proactively, you're also ensuring that your money is expertly positioned, so it has a higher likelihood to work favorably for your family. Working with Golden Eagle Financial today will give you the peace of mind that they will be provided for later. Get a fresh look at your financials for your family today by calling Golden Eagle Financial, 303-744-1128, 303-744-1128, or visit klzradio.com slash money. Advisory services offered through Foundation Investment Advisors, an SEC-registered advisor. All right, folks, High Five Plumbing again. Whether you need repairs, maintenance, or you want to upgrade something to either have more comfortability or save money, they can do all of that as well. 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. You pay too much money on your energy bill, heating water that just ends up coming out lukewarm anyway. Don't waste any more money on your inefficient water heater. High Five Plumbing will help you choose a new water heater that's not only more efficient, but match what your household's water usage needs are, too. When installing your new water heater, High Five's top priority is to provide you with stellar service and an installation that you are satisfied with, which is why they offer a two-year parts and labor warranty on your new water heater. While they are there, they can even customize the pressure and temperature threshold of your home's water system to how you like it. Schedule your replacement with the experts at High Five Plumbing today by calling 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE or by filling out their contact form at klzradio.com slash plumbing right now. Mention KLZ for a free in-home water quality test and waived service fee. For our listeners only, High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. Mom, why is it so cold in the house? Is the thermostat broken? The Public Utilities Commission approved another rate increase, and I can't afford the bill. Colorado families are struggling to make ends meet. It's time to hold the Colorado Public Utilities Commission accountable and take the burden off our families. Don't get cold feet. Turn up the heat on the Colorado Public Utilities Commission. Visit nomorerateincreases.com to make your voice heard. Paid for by Americans for Prosperity. 
You're listening to Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, I uh, added something to my notes after, uh, I believe Richard sent me this, my son. And uh, spot on. We've talked about this in the past, but I don't know that I really ever had any data on this. And so there was a tweet that went out not that long ago, I believe earlier today. Yes, earlier today. This is a tweet by Alf. It's at Macro Alf. I don't know this individual, but he sent a tweet out, and there's a graph that goes with it. No energy consumption, no long-term sustainable economic growth. I'm going to say that again. No energy consumption equals no long-term sustainable economic growth. In other words, countries that use the most energy are also the countries that produce the most. Pretty simple. He put a chart with it, and he actually said, there's no such thing as a low-energy, rich country. Okay? There's no such thing as a low-energy, rich country. So as we run around and you hear all these people, same people, by the way, that are pushing reparations we talked about a moment ago, all these same individuals that are wanting reparations for everything from global warming to you name it, they are the ones pushing you to not use any energy because you're, quote-unquote, damaging the earth. You're the scourge of the earth, actually. And believe me, these same individuals understand what I'm saying, that you have to produce, or have, you have to have you know, high energy use to produce anything. They know that. They don't care. They would just as soon have the entire world looking like a third world country And they themselves would be, of course, at the top of a third world country, because if any of you have been to a third world country, which I have, not bragging on that, but I have been to several, actually. And what I will tell you, which most of you already know, there are rich people in third world countries, despite what most people would think. Let me say that again. There are rich people, well-to-do people in third world countries, typically those that are at the top of government, that are in cahoots with whatever dictatorship is running it. And, of course, foreigners that end up there and they have the government somehow in the back pocket. Yes, there are wealthy people in very, very poor third world countries. I've been there. I've seen it with my own two eyes. I'm not just saying that. The data I have to back it up with is I've driven around and seen it. I have no other data to tell you other than I've seen it with my own two eyes. So these individuals that are pushing for all of this nonsense, and that's what I call it, are out for the destruction of the country, really probably the destruction of the world because they feel like humans are a scourge anyways. And they know that when you don't use any energy, you start to go down the food chain when it comes to your hierarchy as far as countries go. So I've got a graph in front of me. And it talks about the GDP per capita and where kind of we even fit in among other countries, other first world, second world countries even, when it comes to energy use. We are pretty close to the top. Norway is a little bit higher than us. Norway, Ireland are a little higher than us, but that's about it. We, we are at, at 
really close to the top when it comes to energy use per capita. Underneath us are countries like the UK, Japan, Saudi Arabia, Greece, Poland, China, Mexico, which is a second world country, Brazil, another second world country, Iran, Vietnam, Egypt, the Dominican Republic, which is close to a third world country, by the way, Indonesia, only half of it is above the line, the other half is below, India is the same way, it's literally cut in half, and then you go to countries that are below that line, I guess you could say, below that line. Sort of the, the, the middle of the road, if you would. And we'll, go, we'll start to go down now. Pakistan. Myanmar. Nigeria. Liberia. Sudan. Mozambique. Afghanistan. Ethiopia. Rwanda. Madagascar. Somalia. Uh, if, if you're not noticing, these are mostly African countries, by the way. Why is that? Well... Because in Africa, they, for some odd reason, have not figured out the great land that they have and how to maximize it to the best of their ability. Because dictators don't allow that. They don't have capitalism like we have here. Let me tell you something. Most people have no idea. If Africa would just figure out the things we've figured out in this country... They would be some of the richest countries on the planet, and I mean that sincerely, because they have some of the most vast array of natural resources, beauty, things that you would never imagine they have, but they don't know how to use it, how to maximize it, because they've never been taught how to. And in turn, they continue to slip on this line, if you would. Again, we're talking about Countries that use less energy versus those that use more. So, again, this fallacy of we have to continue to use less energy so that we can stay ahead of the world, that, that is, that's a lie. Flat-out lie. You cannot get or stay ahead by not using energy. That includes everything from what we do with gas and oil, petrochemicals and the like, to how we power our Cities, towns, and so on. Without energy use, we can't do the things we do. And and I say this all the time, and I'll keep saying it. Without the United States of America, as we either go up or down, so does the rest of the world. Something, again, that the other side will never tell you. They won't admit it even. In fact, they look at the United States as a scourge on the rest of the planet. The reality is what we do either brings the rest of the world up or drives it down. And that's a factual statement, folks. Just go look. The better we are economically, the better the world is. The worse we are economically, the the worse the world is. The better we are at inventing and innovating and, and making new things and making life better, the better the rest of the world is. The less innovation, the worse we do at these things, the rest of the world suffers as well. 
and, and again, I, th- this is just common sense. I, there, there's really, I don't have to go look any data up. I say it all the time. Go look at the rest of the countries I just mentioned and tell me how many of them are inventors. E- even the first world countries, how many of them are inventors? Saudi Arabia wouldn't be extracting the oil that they extract every day if it wasn't for the U.S. and our energy companies going over there and showing them how to do it. True statement. True with a lot of other countries. China would not be where they're at without the U.S. The technology that they have stolen from us, by the way, we didn't give it in a lot of cases, but what they've stolen from us has allowed them to become what they are. Without us, they don't exist. I can go down all of the list of countries that are out there, and none of them would be in the shape they're in without us. That includes the U.K. Now, you'll go overseas, and partly why I don't have any desire to go to Europe is because I hate Europeans. I'm sorry. I, I just do not like them. They don't like us. I don't like them. They're still bent that we left and did what we did. So what? No desire to go over there for that reason that reason alone. They're stuffy. They're egotistical. They don't think their stuff stinks. They think they're above everybody else. The reality is without us, they don't exist. Now, can Americans be pretty rude and crude and not give us the greatest of reputation in other countries? Yes. On the same token, those countries would not exist, not in the capacity they exist in today, without the United States of America. You will hear very, very few Talk show hosts or anybody in public, for that matter, say what I just said because they're fearful in saying it because then it makes us sound egotistical. I'm not saying it in an egotistical way, folks. It's just what capitalism does. When you have the ability to invent and innovate and come up with new things and help others out, that's exactly what happens. When there's no incentive to do so, all of that stops. Why bother is is kind of the human nature you know, response to that. Why bother? I'm not going to get anything out of this. Why bother? And people don't. You don't get innovation from second and even third world countries. It doesn't happen. Look around. There's first world countries even that are only first world because of us that also don't innovate. So don't let any lefty tell you that we have got to use less energy. In fact, your comment back needs to be without energy use, we lose. So do they. Now, again, most lefties, hardcore lefties, won't care because they'll tell you that we're using far too much and we're doing far better than the rest of the world and we should redistribute our wealth. By the way, throughout human history, that's never worked. The redistribution of wealth doesn't help. As I was talking to our last guest about, Murawski, there's no such thing as equality, folks. I'm I'm just going to break it to you. There's no such thing. If you think your kid should be equal to the kid next to him or her, not going to happen. Your kid is your kid. The kid next door is that kid. They are not equal. They will never be equal. They have different talents, different likes, different dislikes, different everything. It's the way God made us. That's a great thing, by the way. You don't want him to be the same. And for the love of God, you parents that are out there, quit comparing your kid to everybody else's. And, and don't get into that, that comparison game of making your kid feel like they're not as good as somebody else because they're not doing what the kid next door is. 
don't do that as a parent. One of the worst things you could ever do as a parent. Well, I wish you were more like so-and-so. Don't ever say that. You're, you're a dummy parent if you ever say that. Don't say that. Don't, it, it's the worst thing you could ever say to your kid. Well, I wish you were like so-and-so. No, your kid is your kid. And be proud of them. Lift them up, support them, encourage them. And no, they're not going to be like the kid next door, nor should they be. They're going to be themselves. And help guide them through the struggles of life. Anyways, bottom line, we're not equal. We don't want to be equal. And as much as I love all of you as listeners, and I've met a lot of you personally at different events we've had and so on, I want you to be just like you are, and I don't want to be like you. And no, no offense, I don't want you to be like me. We, we need to be you know unique and different and bring the different talents that each one of us have to the table. And the last thing we want is to be equal. If we don't get rid of this whole equity equal nonsense, it's going to kill us. We will not ever be equal. We were not designed to be equal. Please stop thinking we're going to be. And let everybody else you know the same thing. Say that in the nicest way you can, but we are not going to be equal. Nor do we want to be. And no, life's not fair. Get over it. Extreme Auto Repairs next. Much like we're not equal, neither are cars. What one car requires in maintenance, the other one does or doesn't. Very much the same as we as human beings. Every single, one, every single car out there is different. You're a different driver than the person next to you. Your vehicle may require different maintenance than the car next to you does. Even being the exact same make, model, year, and everything, yours may require different maintenance than the next one. Why? Because you drive differently than that person does. That's where Extreme Auto Repair comes into play. They can tailor whatever maintenance plan you need directly to you and your vehicle and how you drive. 303-841-1071. You have a warranty on your vehicle's battery, but when you go to replace it, they still expect you to pay a prorated replacement fee. That's not a warranty. Extreme Auto carries batteries backed by a five-year guarantee and with no proration on their battery warranty. Should the battery that you purchased with them fail within that five-year window, Extreme replaces it, no questions asked. The staff at Extreme Auto has these batteries in their own cars because their prorated free five-year guarantee is the best deal around. In most cases, Extreme Auto can do same-day service, and for your convenience, Extreme Auto offers loaner vehicles and towing services free of charge for their customers, so they can quickly get you back on the road. Replace your car battery and get the assurance you need with a battery that you can trust will last. Give Extreme Auto Repair a call now to set up a battery replacement on your vehicle today. That number, 303-841-1071. 303-841-1071. Or write them a message at klzradio.com slash extreme. All right, Flesh and Beck is next. Kevin Flesh, and again, anything you need when it comes to Whatever it happens to be, business-wise or personal, accidents, you name it, whatever you need, he is trial-tested, trial-ready, not afraid to go to court. 303-806-8886. Find him at fleshlawfirm.com. Get relief from flesh and back. You just got in an accident, so you call the police. You make sure you get a thorough record of the scene. Then after the initial adrenaline wears off, your mind starts to swirl with all the things you need to do. Insurance claims, car repairs, doctor visits, medical bills, on top of the physical pain you're in. Flesh and Beck will give you relief from the financial stress so that you can focus on healing. Call Flesh and Beck immediately after your accident for a free consultation. Then you can rest while they talk to your insurance company. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh will relieve your burden of financial worries. All you need to do is call him right now. 303-806-8886. 303-806-8886. 
303-806-8886. Call Kevin Flesh immediately after your accident and get relief from the financial stress of an injury. Flesh and Beck Law, they get results. KNR Home Transitions, whatever you need for your home as far as moving, transitioning, maybe you're looking to buy a house, you're tired of renting, or you used to own and you don't need more, but you'd like to again. Whatever the case may be, call Catherine and Robin today again. KNR Home Transitions, 720-437-8210. To attract the right buyer for your home, you need a complete understanding of your direct competition. Realtors Cat and Robin of K&R Home Transitions know exactly how to help you navigate selling your home in a changing market by identifying exactly who your competition is. You'll actually go to see similar listings in your area so you know how to tailor your home sale and pricing to stick out to buyers. Cat and Robin identify the right strategies by actively monitoring your competition every day. Using real-time monitoring and the NMLS, they can give you updates on how things are changing in your area with expert guidance on how to keep your home ahead of the others. Choose the real estate team that puts you steps ahead of your competition and get two experts for the price of one. Set up your free consultation now at 720-437-8210. That's 720-437-8210. Or fill out the contact form at klzradio.com slash home. K&R Home Transitions, powered by Worth Clark Realty. The good news for seniors on Medicare is that you have more options today than ever before. The challenge is that all of these new options can be very confusing and making the wrong choice can cost you thousands of dollars more out of your pocket. Call Paul Lenigro at GIA Insurance and his team of Medicare specialists will help you find the right plan for your needs. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, or go online to e-gia.com. This isn't rage radio. This is real, relatable radio. Back to Rush to Reason. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. I was mentioning to Charlie there during the break that, you know, I hate to say this, but as much as I love the church and all of that end of things, it hasn't helped in this area of equity. In fact, I think it's probably aided to this whole everything needs to be equal thing. Go sit on any church committee or any church board and, and listen for a little bit and tell me at the end of that if that's not part of the issue. Guarantee it is. Everything's not equal. When Christ himself was on this earth, did he heal every person? When he healed one lame man or woman, was there another one nearby looking at that thinking, what about me? When he raised Lazarus from the dead, was there not other dead people in the graveyard? Folks, I can go down the list. And I can't answer why one got healed and the next one didn't. I don't know. Life's not fair you got to sort of deal with what you've been dealt. Which sort of leads me to the next subject in, in a roundabout way. There's an article in Nine News today. Walking and biking to school requires safe infrastructure. The Colorado Department of Transportation has handed out $36 million in grants. By the way, that's your money in grants. It never says that in these articles, by the way, but it's your money, yours and mine. But the need is more than double that. Um... Actually, it didn't need $36 million. I'm sorry, folks, it didn't. You guys all know my feelings on this whole thing. I, I despise, literally despise school zones. 
Not only do I have to drive slower, but I hate all of the signage and nonsense that goes with them. And my feeling always has been, especially around high schools, if they can't walk to school without a school zone, we got big problems. If they need 25-mile-an-hour speed limit because they're moving around the parking lot of a high school, because, by the way, high schoolers don't walk to school. Very few do. Look around any high school on any given morning, and you'll know what I mean. And I know this because I live near some of these, and I see these on a pretty routine basis. And I, I despise school zones. If they can't get there without it, I'm sorry. That's their problem. If they can't figure out how to, which, as a side note, every one of these high schoolers, even if they are walking, they're walking from a distance or they're even leaving for lunch and walking someplace else that's outside of the school zone, and they seem to get from A to B just fine. And if it's before or after school when the light's not on, I'm sure they get around just fine then as well. Now, should we have you know, more attention paid when there's pedestrians and kids around? And so on? Well, of course. I'm not saying that, but I despise school zones. Absolutely hate them. They're, they're from the communist left, as far as I'm concerned. I hate them. And this whole idea that we need double the $36 million we've already given out in grants to make walking and biking to school safer is nonsense. Utter, absolute nonsense. Again, every city, every area, every county, as far as I'm concerned, can figure out how to get kids to and from school on their own, regardless of what improvements need to be done. And one of these articles, or one part of this article talks about how there's a, there's a school in Arvada where there's a stretch of sidewalk missing. Um, folks, I've been around the property maintenance world long enough to know that you can put sidewalks all over places. Doesn't mean people are going to use them. I've literally shoveled snow, handled sidewalk maintenance just to watch everybody walk a different direction anyways, where there is no walk. So I can tell you this, just because there's not a sidewalk there doesn't mean they can't get there safely. And for those of you thinking, well, what about some of the kids in wheelchairs and so on? They're not wheeling themselves to school anyways. We have bus programs for that. Trust me. They're not... They're not they're not rolling their wheelchair to school. They're just not. So that's a lame excuse. And, and for the one or two that are out there, um, I'd be shocked at that because they don't. I know. Again, I live near some of these places. I watch it. Parents start telling the city in this particular case that it's getting dangerous. Well, you then tell your kid how to walk around or you know, walk through the, the dirt or the rock or the whatever they're going to be doing anyways. At some point, kids have to grow up. Now, should we have a sidewalk fixed in an area that it's not? Well, I would think the city of Nevada could help you know, handle that on their own. I don't know why we need a grant from DOT to do that. DOT, Department of Transportation, your tax dollars and mine. It's important for these improvements to be made for school children who are headed to and from school. This is coming from the manager of the Arvada Public Works Department. Then you know what? Manager of the Public Works Department, figure out how to pay for it yourself. And or make the school district pay for it. Because I can tell you what, when I look at my property taxes and the 75% plus that goes to the school district, you got plenty of money. You figure it out. I don't need to use my tax dollars from CDOT to go toward you to fix that problem. 
Mr. Manager. Sorry. Wrong answer. Folks, you can tell this stuff just chaps my hide. We spend money in places we don't. We take money from places we shouldn't. And we don't do the things we should with the money we do have. It's absolute lunacy the way we're handling this. But all they're going to do is try to suck more money from you and I when it's all said and done. That's the ultimate goal. Make you and I pay more in the end. All for the children. All for the children. Veteran Windows and Doors is next. And Dave Bancroft, he would love to help you with whatever you've got going on when it comes to your home and how to either make it more livable, make it more joyful, save you money at the same time when it comes to energy. You name it, Dave can help in lots of areas, and it can be one window or all, one door or all, or even just a screen door. 303-529-0720. You signed with another window company, and now there's a sinking feeling in your stomach. You paid too much, and you didn't get what you really wanted. Veteran Windows and Doors won't accept buyer's remorse. That's because they work on a relational model, ensuring you get what you really want from all the options available to you. When you make a purchase with Veteran Windows and Doors, you'll know it was the right choice because they prove it to you. Not only through their five-year installation guarantee or lifetime warranty, but they also beat their competition's prices by 30 to 50% because they want to save you money wherever they can, even if it's a negligible amount. Veteran Windows and Doors doesn't want to be the most profitable. They want to give the customer a higher quality product, installation, and to give them what they want at a lower price. Get what you want. Call Dave at Veteran Windows and Doors before you sign on a dotted line. 303-529-0720. That's 303-529-0720. Get 50% off in the month of February only when you mention KLZ Radio. Suck it up, Buttercup. Back to Rush to Reason. All right, Rush to Reason, Never's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Sorry for getting off on a rant there. I did not get to the topics I had for you, which I will push off to another day, and there's always another day and more to talk about. Somebody asked me today, how do I prepare for all of what I talk about on a daily basis? My answer to that is it never ends. Charlie sends me stuff. You guys send me stuff. My family sends me stuff. I get stuff myself off of different news sites and so on. It's just one of those things that it never ends. Anytime somebody sends me something and it looks like it's going to be a value to the show and you guys as listeners, I plug it into my notes. So, you know, Siphon through as many of those as I can. Do I get to everything every week? Absolutely not. I will tell you right now, there is probably a third of what I put in, in some cases a, a half of what I put in in a week's time that we just never get to. But guys, uh, thank you for listening. I appreciate it very much. The first hour replays next. Don't go anywhere. This is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.